Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Guys in a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. And Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the end, finally, of our Christmas season. Four Christmas horror movies for you this 2021 as we go into 2022. Almost here. Because we did such a... Oh, such a downer movie last week. Uh, I told Craig we need to we need to have just a goofball slasher this time around, and I don't think I could have picked much better, uh, much sillier than All Through the House from 2015 by writer director Todd Noons. Happens to be one of the very few things writer-director Todd Noons has done, as well as much of the cast and crew of this movie. It premiered at a film festival and went straight to streaming and video on demand. So you can actually see it online on IMDb TV, Tubi TV, Amazon Prime, all with commercials. I thought that was interesting. We could not see it commercial-free in any of those places. <laughs> But yeah, so here we are, all through the house. I had never heard of this movie. I just found it when we were searching for Christmas horror movies. It was on our list. It had a killer Santa theme, and so I suggested it for Craig and me to do this time. Craig, how about you? What's Do you have any history with this movie? Is this one that you've had playing in the background while you're grading papers by chance? No, but it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of movie that I put on in the background <laughs> when I'm grading. So this is a little more familiar territory for you than it is for me, to be quite honest. <laughs> it is. Like, I, I watch a lot. You know, I, I know that you and I are both big fans but Mm. the truth of the matter is you're busier than me (laughs) (laughs) you're busy too you're just doing a lot of sitting down grading papers so you gotta have you know something on while you're while you're working that's that's true but to be fair i think that you are just a person who is happier when you are active and and doing things and i am more of a homebody and uh yes i i i don't just sit around and watch movies all day um but i (laughs) do but i do when i'm grading which i i teach a a college writing class so that's lots of hours of grading Mm -hmm. and even though i know that putting these movies on in the background slows me down when I'm grading, it also motivates me to keep doing it. Like it helps you get through it. Yeah. yeah, It it (laughs) motivates me to keep doing it. So, so ultimately it works out and I intentionally usually pick movies that I think aren't going to be very good because if I get too invested in them, then I'm not paying attention to my work and I don't get through my work. And I would say that this movie falls into that category. Mm. I'm glad that you picked it. Um, because I do think that we needed something light and I know that you really like looked hard for something that we hadn't seen before and that looked, mm-hmm. you know, more light bad. and more light and fun than what we usually do. And this movie has some, some things going for it. it I think that what I'll, what I'll say out right is that while the movie does have some things going for it, it's not terribly made. The thing that, took me out of it a little bit is the acting. The acting is pretty darn bad. Yeah. <laughs> the acting is pretty bad. And um, I would also add to that, although it has its moments and you can tell they're trying this, the, you know, God bless Todd Noons. You know, there's something about it that feels a bit amateurish. It's somewhere in that nebulous ne- nether region of, you know, not... Not super professional, but not super amateur, right? It's like in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. Where there's, you know, inspired shots. Things are pretty well set up and stuff. But, you know, there's like a part in here where there's a tracking shot where a guy's in front of the computer. It's like a classic camera move. There's a dude, you know, behind a computer typing away, looking at it. And to keep that scene interesting, the camera slowly kind of dollies, just, just gradually you know, left to right, more or less, just drifts by. It adds a little bit of movement to an otherwise static scene. Well, I mean, here, the camera is kind of like, 
kind of hesitatingly moves across. Like sometimes it's smooth, sometimes it stops, sometimes when it cuts back, it's dollying the other way. And the whole time there's like a little lava lamp on the table that's kind of wobbling, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and the lighting, um, the lighting sometimes is really quite good, but most of the other time you can tell it's just like shine a bright light on them, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I would say I would say that it feels a little cheap and because yeah. it probably is. You know, well, I, yeah. I imagine this was shot on a very low budget. And to its credit, you kind of offhandedly said this, but I did get the feeling that they were really trying. I mean, yeah. the movie was shot in seven days the the director did much of the set dressing himself and and it's it's barfed all over with christmas Um, (laughs) like that it's got that going for it but i love the these these homes are decorated by christmas in like the most lazy christmas decorations you can imagine it's it's just garish let's throw lights over everything like lights on the floor lights piled up on the desks then moving up the wall like wrapped around like random stuff there's even like a point in the bathroom where there are candles on the toilet lid for some reason (laughs) do they use that toilet do they lift those lit candles off and put them back when they're done (laughs) you know it just it's pretty silly well it is but but it but it is atmospheric yeah um and and in a good way i mean the the main set piece is this house of this woman who like goes crazy above and beyond to decorate both the exterior and the interior of her house and not only is it christmasy but it's like creepy christmas like yeah tons of like creepy mannequins all dressed up and like these um santas uh with like grotesque and odd get-ups and and faces and it's yeah. everywhere. Like the camera can't point in a direction where there's not something. Something. Um, yeah. Were you not getting tourist trap vibes a little yes, bit? Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. A hundred percent. But I give it credit for that. I, I do think that there was care put into it. And mm-hmm. looking at what this director has done before, he's done primarily shorts and things. One of them was the inspiration for this feature length film. And it looks to me like he works with the same people regularly, mm. the same well, the actors. Is his sister, you know. So. Oh, okay. I didn't even notice because I didn't mm-hmm. recognize anybody. So I didn't no. look into them. Um, but like the main, the, the, the creepy lady whose house most of it takes place in this role was written specifically for her this is one of the only roles that she's played and and i think that she's mostly only done stuff with this guy so like i imagine that these folks are kind of like many people that we have come to admire um who started out small but had a passion for it and eventually found their footing so i wouldn't be surprised if this guy goes on to bigger and better things. Now, I wouldn't be terribly surprised if he didn't either, but I do see some potential here. Yeah, well, it's been seven years, so, you know, who knows? But, I mean, that's disappointing. The movie got good reviews in the, like, horror... You know, the, the horror websites and the horror review, yeah. you know, the, in the horror circles, basically. I'm sure it wasn't reviewed much outside of that. It won um, awards on the festival circuit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which kind of blows my mind. <laughs> I mean, you got to take all this with a grain of salt, right? Now, you're more into the horror scene online than I am. And we've talked about this before, right? Horror fans like us, we have a wide tolerance for all kinds of yeah. schlock and stuff. Somehow, it's just part and parcel the territory we overlook it when other people don't but then i read some of these reviews and like there's if you go on wikipedia and you see clips of the reviews bloodshed states that almost every aspect of the film is superb (laughs) don't think i would go that far no and then the shock chamber praised the film saying if this film was made 30 years ago it would be mentioned today in the same conversations as black christmas and silent night deadly night 
Mm. Maybe, 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 but it would be, but it would be different. It'd be different. Like, it would be shot on film, so it, would it just would be necessarily grittier. wouldn't look quite as cheap. It would be grittier, and probably the acting might be better. Uh, I don't know. Maybe marginally so, actually. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about that era where, yeah, it 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 feels almost like its own subgenre and like you said you know when we look at those movies our expectations shift yes we don't we don't expect great acting we don't expect it to look shiny and and clean you know we expect it to be gritty and we expect it to be kind of bad and kind of schlocky but through a modern perspective in a modern movie i just don't think that it translates quite right you know in some sense the the slickness i think that the director is going for in this movie does kind of work against it like you can tell the way he's lighting it and the way he's setting it up he's looking for a very modern almost 90s scream aesthetic Uh it's got these beautiful girls every one of them have huge boobs Uh they're backlit it's very like i said before it's starkly lit almost too starkly lit at times but you know he does a really nice job with like putting things out of focus, just in the background, kind of making things pop a little bit. It has a lot of the same kind of setups with shots. I mean, it's an homage-type film. You know, there's throwbacks. Uh, You could just say stealing, but, I mean, every horror movie kind of steals the same tropes, right? Like, with similar shots where, you know, the killer's back there and suddenly he's not, or suddenly his face appears in the foreground and it's gone, or he comes in from the shadows behind the character without us ever seeing it without, like, you know, a a sound cue or anything like that it's there's a and he lot. can be everywhere at once <laughs> oh my god this guy yeah he can be anywhere and everywhere he can just show up randomly under a random person's bed you know <laughs> right. <laughs> it's it's really just like that and so what i'm saying is in some ways if the movie were shot a little grittier if it weren't as slick and it was a little darker and a little dirtier and whatnot yeah, I, you know, it, it would probably come off better, honestly, instead of the sort of cheap, sh- ultimately almost, you know, shot on video look that it Yeah, that's what that it, it looks has. like. But, but, you know, nowadays shot on video, we don't really care that much anymore. And we're, we're used to this as well. So it wasn't terribly distracting to me. I think what, like you said, what was most distracting to me was the acting. And for that reason, I just could never kind of get pulled into the story because it never felt like real to me right no it didn't (sighs) i have no idea how old these main characters are supposed to be i i couldn't for the life of me figure out who they were or what their names were for the even figure out their names like it was it was driving me crazy because i'm looking like i'm i'm pausing the movie and going to the imdp db page and looking at the cast and i'm like is that her like i like i couldn't well, figure out who was who how they were related I, I mean eventually about halfway into the movie i started to figure it out but honestly by that point i had already misnamed them and i had to go back through my notes and like change all the names i think so that yeah. i was talking about the right people I it, it uh, totally misnamed. In fact, I think there might even be a mistake in there somewhere where somebody calls somebody else the wrong name. I really do because, like, at one point, the three girls are standing in the doorway of this neighbor who they go over to her house, and she opens the door and she says, "Oh," and she kind of rattles them off. And I swear to you, she said Sheila, Sarah, and Jan. <laughs> I watched that two second clip four times trying to listen to what she was saying and i i think because the girl's name ends up being gia gia but but i heard sheila too and apparently there is a sheila in the movie there is a sheila (laughs) and she wasn't who i thought she was actually (laughs) like (laughs) i don't know who sheila was i finally figured out who gia was who was gia was she the I think she was the one without the mole on her lip. <laughs> I think, oh. but I'm not sure. Maybe she was one that, with the mole on her lip. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Was she the one wearing the red dress by the... In I think order? so. I think so. Oh, okay. And, and that's the mole on her lip one. But I, oh. <laughs> I say that. That's so mean. It's a beauty mark. She's very... She's cute, cute girl. I, I just... 
yeah, that, that, so that was distracting. Not knowing their names for some reason was distracting. And then the other thing about the movie, which I'm sure, you know, we'll get into the plot, but there's so much of just random scenes that yes. don't have anything to do with the main character. It's just we, we, we have another couple... We're in a bedroom. One is waiting while the other's taking a shower. Like, it's always yeah. one is on the bed while the other's in the shower, and suddenly they both get murdered. And, and every like, time every time that happened, I was like, who are you? Like, because <laughs> it's so jarring. Like, it will just cut away from our main plot to these other characters that we've never met before. No. And I'm asking myself, like, should I know who this is? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. And they were just random kill shots, which is fine, but it was just, it was so Sprinkled abrupt. In there. It, it, it was, right. It was like other movies that we've watched recently where, like, they just scripted kill scenes and shot mm. them, and then, like, well, we'll we'll put them in somewhere. Like, well, <laughs> it, it sort of has this odd effect, right, of Santa's stalking these people in this house, but every now and then he pops away to take a break and kill somebody yeah. else before he comes back. <laughs> and it doesn't help that it feels like it's the exact same bedroom every time that's just been dressed a little differently. <laughs> different pillows, a different pair of sheets. They move the lights around a little bit and of course there's a different person in there i really feel like that's how it was done <laughs> yeah an- you know another another feather in the cap for this movie is that all of these people in these random shots are very sexy people oh like, god yeah running around in their under things <laughs> like they're honestly they're gorgeous people getting they killed. are and and there's a, a, there are more moments in this when i thought has a pornographic edit of this been made? You know, like yeah. every one of those seems seems like they're setting you up for some other kind of movie. It does, but no, there's just and and that's another thing too. In this kind of movie, there's there's some very frank sexual stuff that I wasn't really expecting. I was expecting more TNA, to be honest. I mean, oh there's, gosh, there's lots of it. There's lots of it. I guess what I mean is I was expecting to see more of it bare. I mean, there's bras and panties and and there's, just there's girls in low boobs. revealing dresses. There's I I distinctly remember boobs. I counted three. <laughs> I counted three bare breasts, and one of them we don't really. One of them we only see with like you know a knife through it. So there's also, <laughs> and I can't believe I'm going to say this. It's I I was just laughing throughout because I thought it was so funny. And then it turns out that it's an actual plot point. Yes. There are lots of prosthetic wieners in this Yes. Movie. <laughs> there is an actual bag of dicks in this movie. <laughs> there is a bag of dicks. Oh, I, my God. I just God. have to think that was the genesis of this. Like, somebody were just, just a bunch of guys sitting around talking, laughing at each other. Somebody says, go eat a bag of dicks. And some yeah. guy's just sitting there in the corner, and he's at that moment trying to think of the next horror movie he's going to do. What, so what if Santa's sack dicks. was just full? Full of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and here we go. Real dicks, fake dicks, any kind of dick you can find. Both? Yeah. Oh, God. Oddly right. shaped dicks, yes. Yeah. It's a killer Santa movie. It starts out <laughs> with uh, I loved it. some three kids. kids. <laughs> yeah, three kids uh, throwing rocks at christmas decorations it's a a christmas decoration of a santa but it's wearing this horrible nightmare mask like (laughs) what the hell kind of christmas decoration is this and they they throw a rock at it and the mask falls off i love the dialogue though they're like i don't even just throw it throw it you little shit the kid's like what happens if i miss the window just throw it you little bastard You're right. And the person speaking these lines is also like eight. Like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. And then we see somebody in bare feet in the snow and what looks like the like scrubs um, yeah. or something it picks up the mask and picks up some gardening shears and there you have it, folks. This is our killer Santa. Where's this creepy mask? Weapon of choice is the garden shears, though he uses something else once in a while, but it's almost always the garden shears. Uh huh. 
And then we've got an opening scene where a little kid wakes up in the middle of the night and hears a knock at the door and he opens the door because Santa's out there. And then the next time we see him, he's asleep on the couch or dead on the couch. The mom thinks he's asleep. And then she goes to take a shower. She walks into the bathroom, turns the lights off <laughs> to <Yes>. take a shower. <laughs> what? I loved it, though, how we had a shower scene within five minutes of the opening of this movie. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Boobs out. Then the dad comes in and scares her. And he says, I don't know, like, just horny talk between the two of them and she's covering her boobs and she's like you don't get to see these until i get to see him and you know why i don't like to see him if he isn't happy you know that he'll get happy just give him a second why don't you take him into the bedroom go make him happy and i'll join you in a minute okay I'm ready when you are. I'm ready. Oh, come on. I really need to get ready. I really need you to get ready. No. This man very earnestly goes off to, to get him happy. Very He's intensely. He's giving his dick a pep talk. Like, come on, buddy. We can do this. We can do this. Come get on. Happy. Get happy. Right. Come on. Come on. Here we go. Here we go. Like, uh. Oh, God. I know. And then, but then, as is pretty typical, the next surprise is actually the killer Santa who rams one end of the garden shears that he picked up straight into this woman's boob. All the way through uh, it, like un- from the under boob all the way through. <laughs> to come out the top. Yeah. And there is blood just gushing out mm. of it. Gushing. And then he pulls it out there and then impales her in the eyes Yeah, with the ends of it. And it is graphic. It is. It, it's really bloody. It's a bloody movie, and all the the effects are practical. And I love practical effects, and they did a pretty good job. They it's did. not. It's not like it's stand out. Like wow, that's amazing. But it's good. I mean, they they the did a good done. job. Yeah. Yeah. There was only one point in which I felt like uh, the prosthetic was obvious. It was kind of shifting around a little bit. Mm. But. Uh, yeah, other than that, it was perfectly fine, perfectly serviceable. We've seen much worse. And, they, and you know, usually in low-budget movies like this, this is where they hold back a little bit. They just try to squirt some blood around and try to get away with not doing too much makeup. But it's pretty effective here and, and very in-your-face. And I actually found that a little stomach-churning at times. So Yeah, it's gory. The And then um, the Santa goes to the dad, and the dad turns around thinking it's the mom and he gets his wiener cut off and you see it flop on the floor (laughs) was not expecting that oh i was i was like flop on the floor to see a close-up of it total well (laughs) i don't know maybe not but like here's this guy with his back to the camera who's been given his wiener a pep talk so i assume he's standing there with a boner and then he turns around and santa's got santa shears like yeah he's gonna cut your dick off (laughs) i knew that was gonna happen i just didn't expect to see it flop down on the floor and um you know this is kind of a pattern for the whole movie is that everybody just seems to be paralyzed with fear every time they see the santa Uh he's like six inches away from this guy face to face and just stands there like what uh oh hmm he looks down and sees the shears oh ah and then the shears snap and then he screams (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, at some point in there, maybe back away. Like, even yeah. just one step back would have helped. <laughs> well, yeah. And and then it cuts abruptly to the opening credits where there's a theme song. Oh, yes. Um, all through the house. It's to the tune of Up on the Housetop. I thought it just was Up on the Housetop at first, but the lyrics are changed a little dirty bit. and yeah it's going, it's going in my regular rotation from now yeah first comes the presence of little dick he wants big balls that he can kick uh, also a hammer and a fireman axe a slingshot and a whip that crush ho 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 here comes santa ho 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 look out for santa up on the housetop click 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 down through the chimney comes old saint nick all the kids love his big red sack filled with goodies that's a fact santa comes in without a peep standing over you i watch you sleep i liked it i i thought it set the tone i'm like oh this is gonna be you know it's 
it's fun. fun. It's it's not goofy. taking itself too seriously. Right. Our main character, I guess, Rachel. Again, I have no idea how old these girls are supposed to be because they look like they're in their late twenties. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe they're supposed to be teenagers. High school, maybe. <laughs> I, I have, yeah. They do not look at all like no. teenagers, but no. they act like teenagers. No, they look like porn stars. Yeah, <laughs> they do. <laughs> I really thought they might be, to be honest, because, God, almost all of them have boob jobs. The acting would be on par. Yeah. I mean, not that I would know. (laughs) (laughs) So you've heard. (laughs) So I've heard. (laughs) That's that other podcast we have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So this girl, Rachel... Shows up at her grandma's house, and she shows up with a gift for her dead mom, which her grandmother chastises her about. And her grandmother is in a wheelchair, but she's like... cursing up a storm. <laughs> she, yeah, she's like a freaking sailor. Like, every other word out of her mouth is a profanity. And she's also, yeah. like, swigging whiskey. Like, <laughs> she's funny. It's such a caricature. It is, but I, I wished that we had seen more of her. Like yes. I, I thought she was so funny. I, I mean, the acting was still terrible, but at least she was hilarious. Well, and kind of underutilized. It was really nice to see a character in a wheelchair. You know, why don't we see more of this in movies? I don't know. I, although, perhaps it was a bit of a throwback to Friday the 13th part. I don't remember. Whatever. Whatever, when we, there is a When there was that one guy in a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably a throwback to that. <laughs> who gets who gets off in the same way, though? You oh, kind of. That's true. Fair enough. Anyway. And, and then the, their neighbor is Mrs. Garrett. She's the ex- <laughs> weird eccentric neighbor next door. And I want. They had to have named her that because of the facts of life. Like, they just had to, right? Like, yeah. where else would you come up with Mrs. Garrett? Right. And she's decorating her house, like I said, and there's all kinds of like scary-looking Santas, Creepy both inside Santas. and out. Mrs. Garrett has sent Rachel a card and asked her to come help her decorate her house, which is already fully decorated. It's so already I don't decorated. Even know what that's about. Yeah. Um, and the grandma's like, "You don't need to do that shit." F- her. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, but she goes, she goes over and talks to her, and they talk about Mrs. Garrett. Apparently, at one time had a daughter. Like when when Rachel and her friends were kids, Mrs. Garrett had a daughter that was about their age. Um, but she had some kind of disease that she couldn't come outside like a skin disease or something. And, and then she says that she got taken away from, well, she says taken from her. So Mm -hmm. I didn't know if that meant taken away or if she had lost, like if she had died, I wasn't sure. Then we have one of those random scenes, which is just a random kill scene where this ridiculous caricature of a woman in, you know, Hair. rollers and a you know heavy makeup and a goofy robe is chasing her dog Sugar Balls. Sugar Balls. <laughs> sugar Balls. Sugar Balls. Where are you? Sugar Balls, and come sh- back. Sugar Balls and the owner both get uh, offed. Yeah, she gets um, stabbed and then she gets stabbed right in the head, the top of the head. That always yeah. bothers me. Yeah, it's it's violent. Th- I mean, these shears go through anything. I'll tell you what. Yeah. And in that way, it is very much like Silent Night, Deadly Night. It is violent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's silly violence. Like, it, the movie is not scary in any way. No. But there is, uh, there is a, a good amount of violence. But then we see Mrs. Garrett in her house by herself. The, the, Rachel says, I have to leave. You know, I, I'm going shopping with my girlfriends, but I'll come back later. And then we see Mrs. Garrett talking to her, mannequin santas and she's clearly a nutcase like she's talking to the santa she's like i have it and she's very emotional like she's very angry like almost at the point of like tears she's like stop telling me what to do i'm not some punching bag that you can take your aggression out on whenever you want men you're all alike I was just a child. 
I guess it was a dream, but she does talk to these things and like yeah. she has she has a female mannequin that... with a necklace that says daughter in case uh-huh. you didn't get it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and she talks to it and like she sets the daughter mannequin and one of the Santa mannequins up at a dinner table and like they have dinner together and she she talks to the Santa like they're at a terrible marriage like what did you say to me? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing. It's a mannequin. It's like, we can't even get through one dinner without you criticizing me. <laughs> like, oh my God. It's so yeah. silly. The girls go out shopping for a minute and a minute. They surprise Rachel with apparently her estranged boyfriend who she has dumped because she has like abandonment issues because her mom left or something. It's so contrived and stupid. It's so and contrived and weird. Matter. And the and the acting doesn't help, right? Because like, yeah, it's really bad. He just oh, he's got to be the worst of them all. <laughs> I like, don't um, know. <laughs> don't blame Sarah. Don't blame Sarah. I have this it rose for you. Idea. He just hands yeah. her a rose, and then like we cut away to two more random people, like just having sex, uh, and the guy gets tied up, and the woman. <laughs> I love this bit. This guy gets tied up, right? They're doing this like kinky sex game thing. He gets tied to the bed. You know where that's going. And she right. says, just a minute, I'm going to come back with a surprise. She goes to the refrigerator, and she sees these garden shears sitting on the table behind the fridge. And is like, hmm, that's weird. And right. then op- opens it up, pulls out a cucumber, sets it on the table. <laughs> oh then a jar of peanut butter sets it on the table. A jar of jelly sets it on the table. And a stick of butter. <laughs> And each time the camera pans over to the table, you see the shears. And I'm like, uh-huh. All right. About the fourth time that pans over, those shears are going to be gone. Yeah. And sure enough, they are. She gets killed. And then he goes in and chops the dick off of the guy uh, on the bed as well. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rachel takes the girls. Their names are G and Sarah. Not that it matters. Oh, Back to G- the cat went to eat it, though. We saw it flop oh, on the yeah. ground. <laughs> the cat comes oh, up to right. it. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So she Rachel takes the girls back to Garrett's house. Like, they're going to do this as a group. But, like, then Mrs. Garrett is like, oh, well, I have a date tonight, <laughs> but not a romantic one. I'm <laughs> celibate and happy about it. Like, okay. Um, but she gives them this big long list of like things to do. Like you're going to have to get all this stuff out of the attic or whatever. And Rachel and Garrett end up in the daughter's room and there's, they're talking and Rachel's like, you know, I, I felt bad cause I always wanted to play with Jamie. She's she picks up this doll and she's like, didn't I give this to Jamie for Christmas? And, Garrett makes up some lame excuse like, oh, she was sick, so she couldn't play with you or something. I don't remember. But then we see a flashback, and it's the little girl. We don't see her face. We only see her back. She's looking out the window. And the mother, Garrett, is telling her, the other girls don't want to play with you. They are selfish and spoiled rotten. They don't have a good mama like you. Come away from the window, baby. Stop torturing yourself. Those children, they won't understand you. They will make fun of you. They will laugh at you because you are different. Which I was like, well, that seems like a pretty obvious clue. You know, like mm-hmm. at that point, I'm like, obviously, this little girl is the killer Santa, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it seemed pretty obvious. Well, it's kind of taken from, you know, it's like every Killer Santa movie we've seen so far where the, you know, the Killer Santa turns out to be this disturbed child. Right. right, Who is treated poorly by their parents. Right. Some sort of trauma. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she comes back in and is like, I always tried to be so positive as a mother. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah. Positive reinforcement is so important with children. Yeah. Okay, lady, whatever. Um, And then there's more, like, there's a Krampus mention, which is just offhanded and stupid. Yeah. And then I have, my next note is, horny lady in purple lingerie. (laughs) (laughs) There's this gorgeous porn star looking lady like like 
top shelf porn star. Yeah, looking top lady. Shelf. Like Vegas strip club. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like rolling around on her bed in purple lingerie and she's she she's like calling out to her lover like are you going to be horny when you come out of the shower? <laughs> I love these <laughs> I love these conversations like J- could you give me a heads up? Are you going to be horny? I'm because otherwise I'm going to read my book. <laughs> something, something tells me there wasn't a lot of time spent on the dialogue in these scenes. <laughs> and so she's laying there in her bed and something like violently shakes the bed. And the first time that it happens, she's like, oh, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Then the second time, it's like, ooh, I better pay attention. And she starts slowly crawling across the bed. And then a giant knife shoots up from under the bed. I mean, at this point, you would probably want to leap off the bed. Right! Which is the last thing. she doesn't! No, she just just stays there and, like, starts feeling around. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And the knife keeps coming up, and eventually she does get off it. Santa from under the bed, how he got there, God knows, grabs her Ugh. and <laughs> pulls her under the bed. <laughs> and and then it cuts immediately to another booby shower scene. And I was yes. like, what is happening? It turns out that these are lesbians. Um, mm. Surprise, lesbians. And, I feel like uh, we were so- cheated out of a lesbian sex scene here. <laughs> well, we definitely were. I mean, because both of them seemed randy as you know. <laughs> Right. But anyway, so um, she comes out. She sees her girlfriend dead. And then Santa ends up stabbing her through the door. First through her chest. And then when she slides down the door, then he... Uh, stabs her through the door again through her head but he opens the door and there's a vibrator on the sink and he takes that with him too and i was like is this santa i i was like is this santa like planning a party for later like (laughs) like, oh i'll just take this he manages to take a dick from the lesbian couple as well (laughs) what (laughs) i wasn't Uh. sure what was going on at this point it cuts it cuts back to the girls and they just need reasons to split them up. So Sarah runs to the store for booze. Gia wants to try on the Christmas dress that Jamie the mannequin is wearing. Mm. Rachel finds a picture of Mrs. Garrett as a nurse with her mom. Like, were they both nurses? Did they work together or something? Something like that, which shocks her because she says, oh, my mom said that she never knew her or something like that. Well, and Mrs. Garrett had said, I don't know. She didn't remember Uh, much about her mom, but she remembered that she was pretty or something like that. This alarms her, like seriously alarms her a little too much. And she calls her grandma, and the crude grandma continues to be crude, but she won't talk about it. She says, we'll talk about it later. And so Rachel snoops around some more. They find a naked Santa mannequin. I say Santa mannequin just because it's wearing a Santa hat. Otherwise, it's naked. But yes, kisses all. Were there lipstick marks? Yes, there were lipstick (laughs) all over its body and prominently on its groin. Yes, (laughs) like a cartoon, really. Like perfect lipstick kisses like like a lipstick stamp all over this thing <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> and they notice and are interested in a padlocked little door in mm. her room god i still don't understand what that i don't either about. right i mean but they decide they need to find the key yeah so they're looking for that cut back to the grandma she pulls down a box of old letters just so that it will be out and then there's <laughs> a cat scare which is it's hilarious. She's looking out the window and a cat gets thrown through the window yeah. at her. <laughs> I love that. It always makes me so, it just makes me laugh when somebody throws a cat at somebody in these movies. But I liked her reaction. It was like, holy shit, or something like that. <laughs> you know, which you never get in these movies, but is a lot more accurate portrayal. <laughs> oh, so gosh. that was nice. Yeah, and l- l- I'm an animal lover i i i like cats i've had cats i i don't have cats anymore because i have dogs and dogs and litter boxes don't go together it it just doesn't work um but it doesn't even bother me when people throw cats in these movies because you can throw a cat like (laughs) it's gonna be fine you can throw it pretty far it'll land on its feet yeah no worries (laughs) (laughs) well then 
Santa, because he can be anywhere, is suddenly behind her, and uh, he wraps her up with Christmas lights and pushes her out the window. I thought the window had glass in it, but I guess not. And I guess the window is like floor to ceiling now because she just rolls straight out. And and, and down it like down. Um, yeah, he, he kind of like comes up behind her, looks left, looks right and like, mm, OK, and keeps pushing her. And suddenly, like this house is in the country or something. Yeah. It's no longer a suburbanish neighborhood, but there's, I guess, like a big woods right out in front where the front yard should be. And then he just kind of flings it, and then we just see we just see a wheelchair with a dummy flying through the air. <laughs> flying through the air. It was hilarious, and it was so obviously a dummy. Oh, oh gosh! But it was really funny, and like it wasn't even a cliff or anything. It's like they no, just launched they just this launched dummy this down thing. a hill, probably off the back of a pickup truck, and then like oh, down a hill or something. It made no sense. The geography of how this, where this house is situated, stuff. It only gets more confusing from here. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. And then Santa kills the cat for good measure. Yeah, I like that. You just hear <laughs> snap, <laughs> just like he killed the dog. <laughs> and at this point, it's just having the girls separated. So Rachel goes to her grandmother's. She finds the box of letters and. It, it turns out that the letters are love letters between her mother and Mrs. Garrett's husband. Mm. So her mom had been having an affair with Mrs. Garrett's husband, her missing slash dead mom. We don't know where yeah. she is. Sarah comes back from the store. She sees Santa like peeking around the house, but she thinks it's the girls messing with her. She probably. So so she kind of, you know, pursues him or whatever. And he eventually grabs her. And this is actually something that I appreciated about the movie. These next – Santa goes after the two girlfriends next mm-hmm. and in separately. But in both cases, they fight back. Yeah. Um, pretty hard. You they know, they, they They put up a good fight. And they, they initially – they initially fight back and then they run like they do the right thing. They do the thing that we're always screaming at these bimbos to do in these movies. Like, don't just stand there and wait to get murdered, like fight back and then get the hell out of there. I mean, and they, they do. They try. They cry. They, they fight. They fight. They run. But then invariably, when the fight needs to be over, they're paralyzed again. Right. You know, like I, I didn't feel like any of these fight sequences. There were times when I'm like, oh, yeah, that that looks good. And there were other times when I was like, oh, yeah, this is not convincing. Well, it's like, like poorly staged, you know, and yes. then it's like they didn't really know how to end it in a creative way. It's just like, oh, this girl like twists her ankle and just kind of like right. suddenly can't move at all. Right. Cannot defend herself one bit. She just, all she can do is lie on the ground and stare up, you know, as the Santa looms over him with a knife while she cries. So on the one hand, they fight back. On the other hand, they don't really fight back hard enough for long enough. You know, well, right. I mean, they're going to get it. You know, they're going to get it. Yeah. But but I you're right. And, and that was Gia. She's the one who eventually trips and, and sprains her ankle or whatever and is, you know, just laying on the ground. But before that... Is she the one who gets her fingers cut off? That that hurt. Oh, no. That was the other girl, um, Sarah, outside, who had, like, ran towards the window that her friend was right on the other side mm. of. She got, got tackled by Santa just as the girl turned her head and so the girl didn't see her um but gia is the one who's in the house and santa pursues her through the house and and, and like you said she eventually gets killed but i thought that this was the most effectively creepy part of the movie because Mm. she's walking around the house and the camera is tracking her so her face is to the camera the whole time and at some point you just see the creepy santa kind of in the shadows behind her slowly rise up behind her Mm -hmm. and then as the camera is tracking her through the house you just see the santa probably about eight ten feet behind her just following her through um and i thought that was actually pretty creepy it was pretty creepy uh there were moments where i thought i mean come on he's like practically breathing down your neck shouldn't you be (laughs) shouldn't you be aware he's there but but yeah it was it was effectively creepy but then she gets to the top 
She gets into this dark room where she hears a noise, and she looks ahead and thinks the Santa might be in the darkness ahead of her, but actually, of course, he's behind her. He comes up behind her with a wire and tries to get her around the neck, and you think she's gone, but just like you said, she manages to slip out and punch the guy, whack him a few times, hits him with a vase that she finds, and knocks him backwards into this dark closet. At which point, she really ought to run away. But instead, she just stands there and stares at the darkness in the closet, waiting for him to wake back up and lunge back out at her, which he does. Mm-hmm. So And kills her. Yeah. And then that takes us to the final act, um, where Rachel ends up back at Mrs. Garrett's house. And, gosh, I don't even know. Well, I mean, the boyfriend, Cody, calls. Call. There's this whole back and forth between her and Cody. Cody's doing research on the internet for her uh-huh. about her father. So he learns from looking on the internet that Mrs. Garrett's ex-husband is not actually dead or gone. He's been in the state prison for 15 years. And this is where that terrible dolly shot is. And I think at this point, she's realized that her mother had an affair with the husband. Right. And then Rachel is in the house and she can't find her friends because it's all very dark. She calls her friend and finds her phone on the floor upstairs and freaks out, calls Cody again. It's like, she would never be without her phone. And I thought, well, none of us would. <laughs> right. And then she just um, kind of creeps around the house until she follows a trail of lights down to creepy doll and knife basement. The padlocked door is now open. Oh, was that through the padlocked door? Because that door yeah. looked like it was about two feet tall. Yeah, it's the padlock door, and she goes in, and you're right, creepy mannequin, and not, like, there's creepy mannequins, there's, like, sewing stuff, there's knives, there's a dog kennel that has a sign on it that says, time out, um, mm-hmm. and there's other things written on the walls, too, and she ends up bumping into Mrs. Garrett down there. That was an effective jump scare. It was, because... I don't know if they did this intentionally. I imagine they did. But when she, she she turns around to find herself face-to-face with Mrs. Garrett, but Mrs. Garrett is emotionless in her face and standing perfectly still. So for a split second, I thought it was one of the mannequins. Mm-hmm. But, but it's not. It's her. And at this point, she's completely unhinged, and she just lays out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, she just starts monologuing. <laughs> just basically, long story short, she wanted a girl so badly, but Janie was born a boy, so she performed a little operation. And I was actually glad to hear all this because I thought, okay, so the dick chopping off might actually have yes, a, right, a point, right. right? Like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, and then, so she chopped off his dick, and then for some reason... At some point, Jamie was taken off to a mental hospital. Not well, sure why. I, see, this this didn't really make a lot of sense to me because it's, she says, when I brought you home from the hospital, I took you down here into the basement and I performed a little procedure. It was no big deal. It was just like removing a wart or something. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, but then when your father found out what you were, he tried to, to kill you. Yeah. Um, and so I... I made it look like he's the one who did it. It made it look like he's the one that cut off your dick. But it, it doesn't make any sense because no. it seems like the the dad didn't go to prison until, like, the kid was already grown yeah. a little bit. So right. I don't plus, understand the timing. Plus, I mean, this girl is, like, staring out the window at her, you know, pre-adolescent friends skipping around. So when did they take her to the mental hospital? Right. You know? Because Mrs. Garrett makes it sound like the baby was taken away right away. Right after that. So it doesn't make sense. But whatever. I did think that that part of the story, having Mrs. Garrett be, I mean, we could tell that she was a nutter, you know, way early on. Um, But having her really kind of be... The principal villain, really. Um, I mean, she's not doing the killings herself, but she's aware um, because uh, she says, so now, um, you know, Jamie's been in the hospital all this time, but now she's finally come home um, for the holidays and she wants me to fix her. 
And so yeah. Jamie has been out collecting dicks so that apparently Mrs. Garrett can put one on her. <laughs> which is which at first didn't make a lot of sense. Mrs. Garrett well she drinks the eggnog. Rachel, Rachel drinks some of her eggnog and you knew that was going to be spiked. Right. And so uh she's Rachel starts kind of like acting a little ill which apparently the actress herself was pretty ill while they were filming this whole thing yeah and she starts calling mrs garrett mommy mommy Mm -hmm. i missed you so much but then she's like no no you're not my mommy and then the santa comes and you know which is jamie now we know and and throws her in the little dog kennel which she ought to be able to just kick her way out of but whatever <laughs> throws her in the dog kennel and then brings his bag of dicks up to show to mommy. I, I didn't understand this bit because if mommy wanted a girl that and she's the one who chopped off Jamie's dick, why would she be so willing or eager to fix it? Then I thought, she's well, not. Is, is well, I guess she says later, later she sends Santa out of the room and says, Oh, go out there. Mommy wants to talk to you for a second. So she sends him out and then she turns to, um, Rachel and says, look, I know that Jamie's crazy as a loon and I'm not going to do this operation for him. It's not going to work. We bo- I, you and I both know this. Do you think was it was the was the conceit sort of like, yeah, but now she finally has a daughter in yes. Rachel. Uh-huh. So she's trapped she's, Rachel. So she, she says, so, you know, there's only one solution. I have to kill Jamie and I'm going to. And then you and I can live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like which is dumb it, it's really stupid it doesn't make sense even in a crazy person's mind it, it still doesn't make sense to an audience and I feel like in a way the movie showed its cards a little too early in painting her so crazy so early yeah yeah it, it certainly added a bit of weirdness to the movie but the ending just feels like a big muddy monologue explanation. I mean, we knew she had to be up to something. We knew she had to be down into anything. So it's not like any of this really shocked us too much. Right. I would say it was just sort of like, oh, okay, so that's that. that okay, that's why. <laughs> well, and, and there is, I mean, there's so much of it that we didn't even say all of it. Like, we also find out that she killed Rachel's mom and yeah. buried her in the backyard. It all comes um, so fast. It comes very, very fast. Cody shows up at some point, and Cody fights Santa, um, but he ends up getting uh, tied down, and at one point, it, it looks like he might get away. Just chilling in the back while all this shit's going on. <laughs> She's monologuing. They're throwing her in the yeah. cage, and after a while, I'm like, isn't Cody just like right behind you guys? Why isn't he like yelling or struggling or anything? Like right. <laughs> And Garrett, like, I, I, Garrett eventually kills him too, but he, Cody has that fight with Santa, and then soon, soon thereafter, Rachel has a fight with Mrs. Garrett. And when I say fight, I mean like a full blown fight. But this is an element where I felt like it was almost overproduced. Like the fight was so choreographed. I imagine yeah. that it's just that these people are not they're not, not trained. Either. You know, yeah. like like they, they clearly knew what they were doing, but that was the problem. Like every move felt anticipated. Yeah. Um it just didn't feel real at all. It just felt like okay, you know that now I'm going to throw you over here, so you're basically just going to kind of dive when I touch you. Like, mm-hmm. it, it it just it didn't look right. I mean, I, I appreciate the... Uh, it, it was ambitious, um, I think, but it, it, didn't, it didn't work. No. So it, then, okay, so what's her name? Rachel's in the dog kennel, and then the... Cody's tied the, to the table. Cody's tied to the table. The Garrett... Uh, is walking out to go kill Jamie, but kind of remembers last second before she walks out. Oh, yeah, and takes the shears and kills Cody. So mm-hmm. he's dead. So then she goes out, and Jamie is, like, looking at the Christmas presents under the tree, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. And um, the mom comes up behind her. and <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. You no longer belong in this world. did what I did to protect you. I thought I could save you, make you better. 
Why didn't you come back to me like the little girl I knew? I finally see you. And you ain't nothing but a dickless man. And there ain't nothing worse than that. <laughs> that was jarring, to say the least. <laughs> I have to give this credit woman for playing the unhinged really well like she she can like she plays levels and she can she can jump levels really quickly i thought she i mean she seemed crazy she she did a good job and then she stabs jamie in the back and it's like oh but mommy still loves you mommy still loves you but apparently she didn't stab deep enough because jamie turns around and starts fighting with her and they fight for a while and Santa's clearly getting the better of her. And then Rachel just comes walking out. Like, I guess she got out of the dog kennel. And she just comes walking out and kind of sits in a chair and watches. <laughs> <laughs> I like that bit. Which I thought, which I thought, yeah, I know. I thought it was kind of funny. Then, uh, Jamie is strangling Garrett and it's a perspective shot where we're seeing from Mrs. Garrett's perspective and we see Jamie above her in the scary Santa mask, strangling her. And then mannequin Santa heads come into frame. Like they're over Jamie's shoulders watching and participating. That's just her mental, you know, that's in her mind, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just her crazy. But it did. It was very reminiscent of Tourist Trap. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely Tourist Trap. And so she dies. And Rachel walks over and kneels down beside Jamie and says, let's go bury this bitch out back. (laughs) (laughs) And Jamie takes his, his, her, I don't know, mask off and, and throws it on Garrett's face. So she's kind of wearing it now. And there is a shot where you almost see Jamie's face, but it's out of focus. And I like that too. I didn't want to see. I didn't either. That character. I I wanted that character to remain a mystery. Um, And they start to go outside and Rachel turns all the Christmas lights off. And that's it. That's the end. Yeah. It was okay. Like, it was kind of a, it was kind of a good, bad movie. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was just enough to make fun of, but just enough, just enough. There was enough TNA, enough sexy people. Garrett, was unhinged enough. The gore and blood was really there. The practical yeah. effects were there. The story of the, you know, traumatized child becoming a s- killer Santa is nothing new, but the details of the backstory were interesting and different. Mm-hmm. And a little bit tragic. You know, th- this Santa really is, is tragic. The poor guy, girl, whatever... Yeah. was mutilated and and abused as a child and you know that's that's so the backstory interesting enough it's not a good movie if you're looking for something quality to watch this isn't it but if <laughs> but if you're going to get together with some of your buddies mm, <laughs> and have some beers <laughs> I think I'm going to just start playing a clip every time. <laughs> hey, I haven't said it in a long time. That's true. <laughs> and, and, and also, uh, you know, like we say about these Christmas movies is that we like it when they're chock full of Christmas. And this certainly is. So there's, yeah, it's got yeah. that going for it. And you could have fun with it. You know, you could make a list of all the corny things that show up in these kind of movies and make it a drinking game. It, boobies. Take a shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like Honestly, uh, if the acting were a little bit better, they might have been able to pull this off so it didn't seem quite so ridiculous. I agree. Yeah. And, and had the the um, actors been more age appropriate. I, I yeah. think that that really took me out of it because these seemed like grown-ass adults. And oh, God, yeah. It just seemed a little silly. But, but it was fine. And I think, you know, it was a nice break from the more serious stuff that we did last week, which was also good, but, uh, you know. In a different way. Yeah, nice to have something a little more light to kind of finish off the Christmas season. And then 
we're going to smack you in the face with something goofy for New Year's. <laughs> yeah, we got a New Year's pick all lined up for you, and we're so it's excited It's a request. About it. <laughs> it's, it's a request that uh, one of our loyal listeners has made many times, so at least that one guy will... Uh, be thrilled. Be excited. <laughs> For everybody else, it remains to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was lovely spending the holidays with you guys once again. Another year here on Two Guys and a Chainsaw. Thank you for all of your requests, and uh, please keep them coming. Just uh, check us out online. Uh, Two Guys in a Chainsaw podcast is all you need to Google to find all of our pages and places online where you can leave us a message, let us know what you thought of this episode, and request episodes for the new year. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this with a friend. Until next week, and until 2022, Merry Christmas. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. Merry Christmas. With two guys and a chainsaw. Ah, ah.